Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. Glad you could join us today. Once a month, uh, I'm going to try to do an episode on evidence of the Bible. The evidence that we'll examine is from archaeology. It's been said that archaeology is looking through a window into the past. Now, I love history, and I personally like looking into the past. And we can learn much, and we have much to learn about the previous civilizations um, and, and just understand what was taking place, what happened when, and so forth, so on. And the reference of evidence of the Bible actually comes from a book published with that same name by Master Books. And I actually purchased this book uh, through the Creation Museum, uh, Answers in Genesis. Uh, and so we'll all reference to that, not every chapter or anything, but some I will uh, during these episodes. And uh, it's really interesting. I've learned a lot and I've really enjoyed it. So I thought I'd share with you folks um, through these podcasts. The first archaeologists, from what I'm told, because I wasn't around when they started, were really just grave robbers in the Middle East. That's from what I've read. The first serious digs in Egypt did not occur until after Napoleon was defeated by the British. That's only a couple hundred years ago, so it's 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 definitely a newer uh, development of looking into the past. And more recent days, texts have been discovered in digs that bear the names of ancient rulers who were mentioned in biblical accounts, along with the kings of Israel and Judah. Place names in the Bible have been discovered in these texts as well. So it's very interesting. One of the most scholarly archaeologists was a man named William F. Albright, who believed that archaeology and biblical records are in complete harmony. Now, I totally agree with Mr. Albright. Unfortunately, his view was has not transcended through time uh, into uh, mainstream today. There is much skepticism of the Bible by archaeologists today. So, unfortunately, his thought, I think absolutely right, has not trickled down into uh, activities of the day and the minds of men. So, just help you understand, the Word of God is absolutely sure and true. It will never be upended or defeated by man or by uh, the devil and his minions. And these evidences that we'll see are not needed for me to believe but rather, there are great evidences that men recorded things similar or record, recorded the places that were mentioned in the Bible. It's just an evidence for the Bible. If we never found them, I still believe the Bible. All right, But I just found it was interesting, some of these things. So the first evidence that we're going to look at is in relationship to the flood. The flood has been scoffed by critics, denied for centuries uh, by all kinds of men. So there's a stone called the Gilgamesh Epic. It was discovered in Nineveh in 1857. It has been dated to have been written around 650 BC, but was derived from a much earlier tablet which possibly predates Moses. Now, the Gilgamesh Epic is a stone that has inscribed on it the account of Upnatash, who survived the flood. Now, not the flood that we refer to in the scriptures, but let me 
tell you, uh, it's a condensed version of what's written on the stone. And then I'll read some scripture, all right? So he survived. He was told by Ea, a god, to build a big boat. And then to bring his family and some of the creatures on earth into this boat. And after seven days, Upnatash sends out a dove, a swallow, and a raven. The raven did not come back. Once the boat is on dry ground, he comes out with his family and offers sacrifices to the gods. Now let me read you the story from Genesis. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh corrupted his ways upon the earth. And God said unto all, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence throughout them, and behold, I will destroy them with, from the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. So that's reference to a boat, his family. A little bit more here uh, in verse number, uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 17, refers to his to the beasts and his family. Behold, I, even I, do bring flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. From under heaven, everything that's in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And every living thing of the earth, of flesh, sorry, two of every sort shall bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female of fowls after their kind, of cattle after their kind, of creepy thing of, of the earth after his kind. Two of very short shall come into thee to keep them alive. And take thou thee of all the food that's eaten, thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him to do. So he did. So we see the Gilgamesh talks about his family and, and beasts and things coming in. That's as we just read from scripture what happened then we mentioned a raven he let go a, a dove and, and a raven things and now we see this in Genesis chapter 8 verse 7 and he sent forth a raven which went before to, fro, to and fro uh, up to the waters were dried up from all the earth the, the raven went and didn't ever come back to Noah either and then at the very end of the story uh, Genesis chapter 8 verse number 20 uh, Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Well, doesn't the story sound so similar? I mean, it's right there. The, the, the biblical account and then a culture, society takes that uh, event and applies their gods, puts a different person in there. Uh, I mean, it's amazing how close. Another stone was recorded, uh, recovered, sorry, called the Sumerite, uh, Sumerian myth. It's a very fragmented clay tablet. And it uh, tells of a man who's informed by gods of their intention to destroy the seed of man. The flood continues for seven days. Uh, the details concerning the reason for the flood and the construction of the ark is missing. Uh, so I couldn't tell you exactly what was said there because they have not yet found it, if it's going to be found at all. The scholars believe this tablet, so those who dug it up, and people do research in this area, this tablet dates back 
2150 BC. Now that's a long time ago. According to biblical worldview of the earth, that is barely 200 years after the flood. I mean, that's pretty close. Um, I mean, it's not far off. And that's what they recorded in that uh, myth uh, that they wrote on a tablet. Uh, There is many nations and cultural groups. Obviously, these groups were not countries or these areas were not countries uh, at the time or after the flood. But there's records of a catastrophic flood in Iran, Egypt, China, India, Mexico, Peru, and Hawaii. I mean, tribal peoples from these places recorded such an event. Now, they all have different stories, uh, lining up with their system of belief, with their gods, but they recorded a worldwide flood. You know, the Word of God tells us that as well. Outside of the story, uh, the prophet Isaiah, for this is as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth. So I was sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. That was the prophet Isaiah, and then Jesus talked about it in Matthew twenty four thirty seven. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So Jesus refers to Noah. If if there was no other evidence but Matthew 24, verse 37, it's enough because Jesus said it. But it's amazing. There was much more said besides Jesus, the prophet Isaiah, and the record that we have in Genesis, obviously. The apostle Peter talked about it, which sometimes were disobedient, First Peter 3.20. When once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls are saved by water. All believe that Noah and the universal flood were historically true. You know, just a couple little tidbits here as I finish off. Noah lived until 1998 BC. Okay. That was almost 350 years after the flood. In 1996 BC, a young boy was born who would become the father of Israel, Abraham. So this is astounding. The story of the flood, the the literal story, could have easily been passed to Noah, from Noah, sorry, to a person than who told Abraham. So one person in between. And you know that Noah would have been known by the people in the area. Very interesting. Sometimes we forget that that dimension of time when we read the word of God. Uh, but so amazing that just, you know, just a couple years after the death of Noah, Abraham appears uh, born and then later was to lead the nation of Israel, be the father of the nation of Israel. That's truly astounding. And again, these, these podcasts, these evidence of the Bible, just to look at uh, these things that have been found in archaeology as they prove show evidence that the word of God is true. And if we never did, like I said earlier, if we never did find any, we still believe the word of God. But it's just so neat to kind of put the pieces together. And those uh, tablets and that epic I told you about earlier, they are actually in, on display in London. When we London, England. <laughs> when you can be able to travel again, you can go to some museums in London and see these things. It's totally amazing. I'm so glad that God is in control. He 
He's working out his plan according to his will and his way. Well, I hope that's been an encouragement, some exciting information maybe, uh, at least giving you some uh, uh, teaching of what's happening uh, in that time period. So I really do appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for listening, and keep exploring the Word and and looking to Jesus.